Good morning. Uh, today is Sunday the 11th of October and uh, this is the virtual service. Uh, so welcome to the virtual service for St John's Southbourne. Uh, my name is Matthew Lott, I'm the vicar here and today I'll be introducing things and asking the question, uh, do signs and wonders still happen? Which is, I think, really important because it shapes the way we think about the world, who we are and what might be possible. So I'm looking forward to what Mike has to say about that. I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, so let's have a and let's have a think about that. So that's some of the things, uh, those are some of the things that, that we're considering today. Um, I've also um, made up a short little video because we changed the church layout recently in order to make a little bit more room. So um, do have a look at that and then just see, is that something that I can come to or feel safe about uh, coming to? About you know, between 15 and 20 people are coming uh, most weeks, uh, which is really encouraging because it's a chance to worship God and have the times of a little bit of fellowship as well. So that's important. Also, um, we've been working hard towards um, opening up the church centre lounge and a little bit of space upstairs for home groups to meet together now that the weather's getting worse and you don't want to stay in people's gardens, which I totally understand given the weather this week. Um, so do contact the office uh, and to make arrangements. It is afternoons, um, which is uh, probably, um, that's nice and clear, but we need to keep the space uh, clear for our staff in the morning. So those are a few things that are just happening at the moment. And don't forget to join us for Bible study tonight, um, where we'll be continuing to press through Galatians and ask those really helpful questions uh, about God's promises to us. But this morning, if we're thinking about uh, whether or not God does do signs and wonders, it was certainly uh, something that was expected by God's people. And we begin this morning by thinking about Psalm 106 with these words. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his love endures forever. Who can proclaim the mighty acts of the Lord or fully declare his praise? Blessed are they who maintain justice, who constantly do what is right. And remember me, O Lord, when you show favour to your people and come to my aid when you save them. So I may enjoy the prosperity of your chosen ones and I may share in the joy of your nation and join your inheritance in giving praise. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these little reminders of your care over your people, for the things you are prepared to do, and the faith that it should grow in us as a result. We pray that we would continue to look forward to seeing and meeting with you as being part of our lives every day. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm going to hand over to Barbara and Mike uh, to bring us the reading and uh, our message for today uh, and then we will um, gather together for prayer. This morning's reading comes from Acts chapter 5 verses 12 to 16. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets 
and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Thank you, Barbara. Let's uh, pray. Father, we pray that you would speak to us now through your word. We ask that you would challenge each one of us and bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today we continue the series in Acts. We're reaching uh, towards the end of Acts chapter 5. And Dr. Luke here tells us that shortly after the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, the apostles were performing what he calls many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. That's uh, chapter 5 verse 12. His account forces us to consider whether this was just a supernatural phase that the early church was going through, or were the many miracles and healings that Luke describes part of the new normal as the Holy Spirit powered the church into exponential growth. Above all, I wonder whether the church today should be expecting and seeing more miraculous signs and wonders as the truth of the gospel is preached. In principle, my answer to that last question is a very firm yes. In practice, however, I am probably nothing like as expectant as I should be. We are blessed to have a well-trained healing team at St John's, God has brought his healing through this prayer ministry, but should we be asking God to intervene in new ways beyond our usual expectations? Does he want to answer prayers that we have yet to pray? Let's see what we can learn as we go through this short passage in Acts. But firstly, just a little reminder of Jesus himself. In his book, The Antiquities of the Jews, the historian Josephus wrote of Jesus that he was a doer of wonderful deeds, a teacher of those who gladly receive the truth. Other contemporary non-Christian sources confirmed that Jesus had indeed done remarkable deeds. Many signs and wonders are set out in the Old Testament. Similarly, Jesus's miracles in the Gospels revealed great truths about God's character and his kingdom. It is not so difficult to believe that Jesus, as the co-creator of the universe, performed such miracles. After his crucifixion, we know that he rose from the dead, and he was seen by many people before ascending to heaven as their risen Lord. It is perhaps much harder for us today to expect such signs and wonders in our coronavirus-stricken world. Many of us are struggling to know what to expect from God and how we should be praying. We need to remember that whilst our world seems to be going from bad to worse, to worse still, God's love is unchanging. He still holds his world in his hands. And us too. So, the story in today's reading. We hear here that 
uh, in the very early days of the church in Jerusalem, all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. That's chapter 5, verse 12. Apparently, the second temple was a massive compound with extensive colonnades and covered areas. It was here that after a cautious start, people in need began to turn up in search of physical, mental and spiritual healing. We hear in verse 13 of chapter 5 that Christians were already highly regarded by the people. We can picture the scene as the infirm, disabled and unwell were crowding into this covered area with friends and relatives to seek God's healing and blessing. We find God's ultimate purpose over and above his limitless wish to bless in verse 14, which is really the central verse in this reading. More and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. The miraculous healings were having the same effect as the great holy inspired sermon of Peter at Pentecost, when again in Acts we read, about 3,000 were added to their number that day. That's from Acts chapter 2. This is surely still God's purpose for his church. Signs and wonders were supporting the preaching of the gospel and helping many to find a saving faith in Jesus. This whole episode is actually the result of the disciples' prayer set out in Acts chapter 4, verses 29 to 30 where we read that the disciples prayed this uh, prayer to the Lord. Enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. The early Christians in Jerusalem, including Jesus' disciples, of course, who had shared in his ministry of preaching and healing, still saw both of these, preaching and healing, as God's means of bringing others to faith in Jesus. Today's episode is not an isolated one in Acts. It is actually part of a pattern of signs and wonders combining with powerful gospel preaching. Indeed, some have said that Luke's follow-up book to his gospel should be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit rather than the Acts of the Apostles. There is great power in here, many stories of the power of the Holy Spirit at work through the early Christians. In Acts, there are some 17 occasions where God uses a miracle to reinforce the apostles' teaching about Jesus, with the result that new Christians were born and belonged to the church. Could this, should this, and can this still be true in 2020? Yes, yes, and yes. So what does all this mean for the church today? Well, it seems to me that the disciples' prayer, that in Jesus' name they might preach the truth of Jesus boldly, and that God might also perform miraculous signs and wonders, was spot on. God certainly answered that prayer as set out in Acts chapter 4. Later on, Luke records uh, another incident. It's uh, from Acts 14. 
Here we learn that Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time, that was in Iconium in Galatia, speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. So there we have miraculous acts of God, reinforcing, authenticating, confirming that the gospel is true. The role of miracles has always been to glorify God, to confirm the truth of the gospel and to help bring people to faith in Jesus. John Piper has always uh, been helpful. On this matter, he said this, even if signs and wonders can't save the soul, and they can't, they can, if God pleases, shatter the shell of disinterest. They can shatter the shell of cynicism. They can shatter the shell of false religion. Like every other good witness to the word of grace, they can help the fallen heart to fix its gaze on the gospel where the soul-saving glory of the Lord shines. I think that's lovely. Similarly, the great preacher, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, wrote in his book, The Sovereign Spirit, it is perfectly clear that in New Testament times, the gospel was authenticated by signs, wonders, and miracles. Was it only meant to be true of the early church? The scriptures never say anywhere that these things were only temporary. Never. There is no such statement anywhere. Quite surprising from Martin Lloyd-Jones, who was such a stickler for the power of the word. In his book Revival, however, he goes further. And he said this, what is needed is some mighty demonstration of the power of God, some enactment of the Almighty that will compel people to pay attention and to look and to listen. That is why I am urging you to pray for this. When God acts, he can do more in a minute than man with his organising can do in 50 years. That's quite a pertinent message for us today when we ask what can we do and are signs and wonders still part of God's repertoire as he seeks to bring his fallen world back to him through Jesus. In conclusion, what can we do? Well, I think it's clear from what we've seen today that we can respond right now Let's think of our friends, our families and neighbours. We can pray for them and others, as the disciples did. Firstly, for boldness in speaking God's word. And secondly, for God to stretch out his hand to bring miraculous healing and blessings, which will reveal his compassion, his power and his presence today. Our role then is to pray more ambitiously and expectantly for those we know and for the world as a whole. We need to recall the final words of one of St Paul's wonderful prayers for the Ephesians. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine 
according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever amen let us pray lord we come before you today humble and expectant we offer our heartfelt apologies for all we have done wrong this week please forgive and heal us we thank you for all the good that has happened for all the technological and medical breakthroughs for all the love and kindness people have shown each other we thank and praise you for all the times you have interceded for bringing healing and giving forgiveness lord we lift up to you the world all the illness and all the suffering all the pain and all the sorrow please bring healing to our brokenness bring relief from the coronavirus and all that has come along with it bring healing to the people bring unity and bring love Lord, we place into your care our world leaders, our scientists, our doctors, our teachers, our business people, and all those who work for the good of humanity. Give wisdom and guidance, blessings and repentance. We pray for you to bless our country and our community. Give us the strength and motivation to step up and share your love with others. Give us the words and courage to tell others about you, to challenge evil and to bring peace where it's most needed. For our church and for our family, we pray for unity and love. Heal conflicts and help us grow as a supportive team. Lord, guide us to what you want us to do, to the people you want us to meet. We lift up to you those who we know are ill or who are struggling. For those who are hungry, for those who don't know what to do next. Challenge us, give us the means to make a difference. Lord, we pray that through your power, others will see your glory and that they will believe. We pray for radical transformation for miraculous healing, for genuine commitment, for faith to be renewed and for our willingness to live totally for you be strengthened. We pray you will move fear and replace it with certainty in you. We pray expectantly for the truth of the gospel to be real in our lives and in our communities and for all those we meet. We pray for your blessing upon us and for a worldwide rekindling of faith in you. We are sorry. We are thankful. We are ready to praise and share your name. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you, John, uh, for your prayers. And I just want to wrap up our time together with uh, some thoughts and a time maybe of confession, just to reflect 
or on the different things that um, may have been brought to mind. Jesus Christ, risen Master and triumphant Lord, we come to you in sorrow for our sins and confess to you our weakness and unbelief. We have lived by our own strength and not by the power of your resurrection. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. We have lived by the light of our own eyes, as faithless and not believing. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. And we have lived for this world alone and doubted our home in heaven. In your mercy, forgive us. Lord, hear us and help us. Or may the God of love and power forgive us and free us from our sins, heal and strengthen us by his Spirit, and raise us to new life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Grace and peace to you.